Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. I am the host of Manifest Daily. If you're an OG listener, hey girl, hey, hey boy, hey, y'all already know what it do. Okay, y'all already know what's good. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have you back here listening to another episode. And if you are a brand new listener, baby girl, baby boy, strap in because this episode is going to be real lit. Okay, very honored to have you here listening, tuned in to another episode of Manifest Daily. Y'all, okay, I'm excited for this one because we are diving into some, I wanted to say ancient topics, but they're like not ancient. And the reason I want to say ancient topics is because I haven't talked about law of attraction specifically on this podcast for a very long time. I want to say it's been like a year or two since I've spoken about law of attraction, but no matter, we are chatting about it today, okay? So we're chatting about the law of attraction and we're also chatting about the law of assumption. And we're gonna kind of break down what the two of them are, why they matter, which one is maybe better than the other, and how you can really use the understanding of these two laws to basically help you manifest a little bit better, help you call in your preferred reality a little bit faster, a little bit better, a little bit more efficiently, all those things. So really excited for this one. You could check out the show notes. I'm going to add timestamps to this episode again for this one, simply because I have a little bit of an outline and I kind of have a flow for this particular episode. So if you kind of want to really understand what we're walking through and how we're going to kind of be going through this episode, what we're talking about and the order in which we're talking about things, check out the show notes. But of course, you guys, I really know that y'all can listen to the whole episode. So the show notes are just basically a way for you to kind of understand like a little bit of an outline and kind of where we're heading with this episode. So happy Tuesday. It is currently Monday as I record this episode. I feel like it's been a minute since I've been doing the whole like record right before it's due sort of thing. Y'all know that I like to have my episodes kind of batched in advance a little bit not too much honestly because I'm definitely the type of person that like records in certain moments when I feel very very inspired and obviously we know that in order to stay consistent you have to not that you have to work when you're not inspired but what I like to do is like batch content a little bit when I am inspired so that I can plan ahead for the days when I'm not as inspired and when something is due but 
you know, we have moved, you guys. Y'all know I moved into a whole new apartment and it's just been a lot of stuff happening between Manifest Daily, between preparation for my skincare brand, Quill House, and between just like the whole move, getting a new dog, all of these things. I feel like I've just been all over the place with life and also with my nine to five too. Hello, that's like a huge part of my life. Like right now I'm on my lunch break and I'm taking my lunch break to record this episode, record and edit. And then I have to go actually have lunch but I'm also like vlogging today and I forgot to get the vlog camera out to vlog this part so that's fun you know but it'll be okay it will be okay but anyways let's go ahead and dive into this episode I want to kind of like set the scene for you guys oh you know what let me actually set the actual scene for you guys let me give you guys visuals so I'm sitting here at my desk I'm in the office today because I said you know what we're doing a very productive thing you guys if you watched my last vlog on YouTube you know that I mentioned that or did I mention it in the vlog that's going up tomorrow and maybe in the vlog that's going up tomorrow so like or today for those of you who are listening in real time so check that out on youtube it'll be linked in the show notes of course as usual but i mentioned that i'm very much more productive when i'm in the office as you can imagine i'm sitting in a chair i have my what is this called my monitor my laptop my external mouse because baby carpal tunnel is not the business okay it's not the business and i set up this bookshelf yesterday i got it from ikea we love ikea and I have the inventory and supplies for my skincare and right now it's a little bit gloomy in Dallas it looks like it's gonna rain like it's a little bit overcast but the rain has not made an appearance just yet so I don't know if it's just gonna be overcast for today or if we'll be experiencing a little bit of precipitation in the Dallas the North Dallas County area so we'll see what happens today and I also have my water so I can take breaks and drink y'all know in my last episode I mentioned your girl was dehydrated and trying to record and baby I feel like this episode is gonna be a little lengthy so I said let me get my water let me not be parched let me hydrate okay because hot girls hydrate that's that's the new motto hot girls hydrate period let's go ahead and dive into this episode and yeah you guys thank you again for being here let's chat about the law of attraction and the law of assumption So I want to start with a little bit of history for you guys, because I feel like it's interesting and important to kind of understand the history of the law of attraction. So I'm going to break down the history and what it is for the law of attraction, then break down a little bit of the history and what it is for the law of assumption. So we can kind of like basically look at them side by side and compare them a little bit. So the law of attraction actually first originated in 1906 when author and publisher William Walker Atkinson released his new thought movement book, which is actually called Thought by vibration or the law of attraction in the thought world so this was actually the first place now don't quote me on that y'all I did my research but I'm not sure but this I think is one of the first places where that term the law of attraction originated where people were really starting to talk about vibration and how energy really affects like our reality and how basically thought can help to form and shape our reality. This is actually one of the most significant sources that was a big inspiration for the work of Jerry and Esther Hicks. If you are familiar with Jerry and Esther Hicks, I don't, I feel like I don't gotta say much, but if you're not familiar, there's a lot of content on YouTube that really outlines the work of Jerry and Esther. But essentially in 1986, 
Esther Hicks began to channel messages and these messages that she were channeling were from a group that existed in the non-physical world or they were non-physical energetic beings and they were given this collective name of Abraham. So if you ever go on YouTube and you Google Jerry or Esther Hicks, you'll see a lot of these like talks or not necessarily talks, but these like things where she's on stage and just channeling through Abraham Hicks. And there are even books that are written by Jerry and Esther Hicks where they're channeling through Abraham Hicks. I believe one of the books is called Ask and It Is Given. Again, don't quote me on that. I want to say like that's literally popping up in my head. I feel like I saw that at Barnes and Noble one time. But this is one of the, the biggest things that has affected law of attraction or that one of the biggest works that you see when it comes to law of attraction. Because when I first stumbled across this idea of law of attraction and I sort of went down this wormhole, this rabbit hole to kind of figure out like, what is this stuff? Like, where can I find more information? on it I saw a lot of different videos with Jerry and Esther Hicks and a lot of different content featuring Abraham Hicks so let's fast forward a little bit we're gonna go to the year 2006 okay I'm not sure what was happening in 2006 I went to like reference something that was happening I'm not sure was I in high school I was like you know it's so funny I can never remember where I was with like certain years except for like the key 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 milestone years like I know I graduated high school in 2012 I know I graduated college in 2016 graduated grad school in 2017 but like that's about it I other than those years y'all I don't know oh oh my god disrespectful okay I like muted my notifications but clearly Google got the better of me so pardon I'm gonna leave that in let you guys see the real transparent BTS of recording while it's also a work day we love that anyway so fast forward to 2006 the movie The Secret came out okay the movie The Secret took the world by storm y'all already know I feel like so many of y'all I don't even have to like tell y'all what the secret was because y'all know like y'all are hip to this movie y'all are hip to this documentary the secret came out and the secret basically propelled the law of attraction to become a household discussion people all around the world were talking about the law of attraction they were talking about how to use the law of attraction they were talking about exactly how you could create your own reality with this idea this philosophy this new age thought of the law of attraction and I think what's really interesting is that I don't believe this was in 2006 that it came onto Netflix because so, did Netflix even exist then? But all I know is I actually watched The Secret when it did come onto Netflix. So that was years later, I want to say. But that's kind of when I was like even more introduced to this idea of just energetics and the way energetics and energy can affect our physical world and how our physical world is a literally just like a bunch of things that are in motion you know like solids are energy in motion but just moving really quickly and all these different things and really just introducing this idea of bridging physics with psychology with reality with the idea of creating the reality that you want let me tell y'all the like the actual definition of the law of attraction because I think that's also going to be really important for us as we are continuing to discuss and compare the law of attraction versus the law of assumption. The law of attraction is the philosophy suggesting that positive thoughts bring positive results into a person's life while with negative thoughts they're said to bring about negative outcomes. So basically with the law of attraction it's believed that if you focus on positive thoughts if you focus on positive forms of energy that you will attract 
attract more positive into your life versus if you focus on negative thoughts and if you focus on negative energy, then you will continue to attract more negative into your life. So this is for all areas of your life. This is health, this is finances, this is relationships, basically everything. The law of attraction is encompassing everything that has to do with your reality and essentially breaking it down into this duality of negative versus positive and the idea that focusing more on the positive will bring you more positive into your life. There's actually a quote from Napoleon Hill who he once said, and Napoleon Hill, he's actually the author of Think and Grow Rich, if you're familiar with that book. It's a book, again, written by Napoleon Hill where he talks about just basically how to become rich by focusing on your thoughts, focusing on the power of your thoughts. And it really like encompasses the ideas of the law of attraction really, really heavily and focuses on how you can use the law of attraction essentially to think and become rich. And Napoleon Hill, he actually once said, man alone has the power to transform his thoughts into physical reality. Man alone can dream and make his dreams come true. So he was definitely a huge proponent of the law of attraction. So let's actually switch gears a little bit and dive into the law of assumption and talk a little bit about what that is. So I have less of a history of the law of assumption because what I could find was that basically the founder or not even the founder, but the prophet, the influential teacher, the spiritual man behind the thought, the author, Neville Lancelot Goddard, who lived from 1905 to 1972. He was actually the man behind the thought of the law of assumption. What he taught and what he philosophized was that the way to create anything that you desire in this world, the way to manifest your preferred reality, essentially, is to simply assume the fear feeling of your wish being fulfilled. Goddard essentially was focusing less on the positive thought, negative thought that we just talked about when it comes to law of attraction. And he focused more on the actual assumption of your dream already existing, the assumption of whatever it is that you are hoping to manifest, hoping to have exist in your world, already being created, already being fulfilled, already existing. And furthermore, he also theorized and philosophized that everything that that you experience is basically a result of your changing consciousness. So again, kind of similar to law of attraction where law of attraction is focusing on the fact that as you change your thoughts from negative to positive, you are attracting something different, whether that be negative or positive in your experience or in your perception. But on the opposite end, or not even like the opposite end, but on the other end, uh, Goddard essentially was saying that as you change your consciousness, as you change your assumptions about what it is that has already been fulfilled, it basically changes your reality and it changes your reality by changing your actions and it changes your state of mind. It changes your state of consciousness. And basically your state of consciousness is the only thing that matters. He basically theorized that action itself is irrelevant because action itself was not necessarily separate from state of mind. Action was actually in his viewpoint, a symbol of your state of mind. So for example, if you are in a certain state of consciousness, the actions that you take and create from that state of consciousness represent the state of mind that you were in versus the actions being separate from that state of mind, if that makes sense. So even though he says action is irrelevant, what he means is that your state of mind is sort of above in like the chain of command when it comes to action. So that if your state of mind is in a certain place, your action will obviously result from that 
particular state of mind. So change your state of mind, change your state of consciousness, change your action. You can't necessarily create the action from the place of action. You create it from the state of mind or the consciousness that you're in. Y'all, how many times I just say action in this sentence, y'all? Oh my God. We have a quote from Neville Goddard because I thought it was really important to include a quote from him as well to kind of illustrate his thought process and illustrate this philosophy even more. And his quote is, you are God experiencing an infinite amount of states in this lifetime. Right now, you are either in a state of knowing your desires are yours or you are in a state of not knowing it is yours. Either way, both states are equally valid and one is no more hard or easy to shift into. Love that quote. I want to dive now into my experiences with law of attraction to kind of like help you understand how I feel about law of attraction and how my thoughts may have shifted over the course of the last year or two. So when I first started this journey, and I don't even think that I could say that there was a inception point of me starting this journey. I've had people ask me this question in podcast interviews before, and I truly do believe that, you know, even before we are born, our journey has begun. We are on a lifelong journey to learn more about ourselves, to learn more about just many different things. We all have kind of like different journeys in this life. When I first, I would say, discovered a lot of these different philosophies and theories and understandings, I subscribed to the law of attraction. I was very much that person that did believe a lot of the core principles of the law of attraction, which is again, that positive thought attracting positive outcomes and the negative thought attracting negative outcomes. However, I feel like my perspective and my understanding quickly shifted because my problem with the law of attraction became that if you are afraid to focus on, or not even focus on, but if you are afraid to experience negative emotions because you feel like they will bring about negative outcomes, I feel like it really just depletes you from experiencing the full range of human emotions that we are capable of feeling. I completely believe that we are spiritual beings and that we are having a human experience, but we are having a human experience and I believe that blocking ourselves from experiencing the wide range of emotions that we are available to and that we have the ability to experience truly does block us from experiencing the entirety of the human experience again how many times I say experience so I just feel like with the law of attraction it is a little bit limiting in that way because it almost forces you to step into this period or this space rather where you are just accepting duality. You're accepting that things are either bad or good, uh, negative or positive. And, you know, it does go back to this idea of energy and really like looking at things like atoms and looking at it from the very, very core of the physical world that we are living in. I understand the duality of those specific pieces of our reality as well. But I also believe that, like I said, we are humans. We are meant to experience a wide range of emotions. If sadness, frustration, and anger weren't present, oftentimes we would not have any sort of clue that maybe we were off path or maybe that we were craving something different or whatever the case may be. I think that negative emotions, similar to things like hunger or feeling any sort of way that is outside of your comfort zone or any way that is outside of a neutral place, shows us that something needs to change in our reality. And I do think the negative emotions have a place and a space in our particular reality 
reality. So to say that experiencing or feeling or holding space for any sort of negative emotion that you are feeling is going to result in a negative outcome, I don't necessarily feel like that's true. I do feel like it's important to feel your sadness, to feel your anger, to feel your frustration, and to find a healthy way to move through that, to understand that. And oftentimes when we are in those spaces where we're feeling more negative emotions, allowing ourselves to process it really does help us to grow on our spiritual journeys because we learn so much more about ourselves and we learn so much more about how we can handle upcoming future situations like that. And we also learn how to set boundaries. A lot of times like in situations like this, it may also involve a external person, an external opportunity, an external situation, and you have to learn how to set a specific boundary as it relates to that. So these situations where you are experiencing something that is not happiness, that is not glee, that is not joy, that is not excitement, these aren't necessarily bad things, right? I think we have to stop putting everything on this very, very black and white dualistic spectrum. And we have to understand that there are gray areas. We are human beings. There are gray areas. Some things are not just bad or good. They are what they are. And our perception, our labeling of these situations as such is what actually confirms what they are for us. And I'll talk about that a little bit more. I'm getting ahead of myself. Of course, I get super passionate about this topic, but that was actually one of the reasons or that was actually the main reason why I started to find fault in the law of attraction and I started to sort of create my own understanding of my personal spiritual experience as well as the things that I had gone through and I was going through in order to help me realize that I wasn't a bad person because I was sad sometimes I wasn't a bad person because I was experiencing something and just because I was feeling sad or frustrated or angry in any moment in time didn't mean that I was calling in bad or shitty experiences for myself and I think it's really important for us to get to that point because it helps us to take some of that blame off ourselves because oftentimes you'll experience negative situations and you will feel like it is your fault like you did something to call something in when it may just be the randomness of life it may just be something that is going to help you grow it may just be a situation that is and usually it is very much out of your hands so to blame ourselves is really just kind of like not a, a place I personally think we should be um, and law of attraction I think can sometimes put us in that particular space the next part I want to talk about is how the law of assumption differs so with the law of assumption you must be able to maintain the feeling that whatever you're assuming is true even when the world doesn't show you this now when I was doing my research on the law of assumption and I was like understanding the law of assumption even more it really hit home that this was very akin to faith and how we talk about faith in these podcast episodes how we talk about faith on Instagram and I say we because you guys are in the community and you guys know I have a way of talking about faith and holding faith in a higher power in yourself and the outcome whatever your faith may be placed in and the law of assumption for me as I was reading more about this idea of holding your assumption to be true even when the world even when your reality was is basically showing you that it's not true for me that screamed faith right because oftentimes when you're in a particular situation you're experiencing something and you are holding this assumption that whatever it is that you're manifesting is coming 
filming, you may be experiencing a situation or a reality where you have no proof of that. And you have to continue to have the faith to believe that whatever you are manifesting is coming to you despite the lack of proof that may exist in your current reality. So when you assume that things work out for you, you begin to take the action of someone who knows this naturally. When you assume that, okay, well, even though, you know, this, my, my current reality is showing me that this thing doesn't exist for me or my current reality is showing me that I don't have this and I will never have this. I'm still gonna have faith in that the fact that I will call this in. You begin to move like someone who believes that's gonna happen. And again, going back to what the law of assumption also assumes as well is that you take action from a place of consciousness or from the state of consciousness that you are in. So if your state of consciousness is to believe that this thing is coming to you, you will take actions from the place of believing that this thing is coming to you. As you take those actions, you are aligning yourself more and more with that reality, whether or not you can see that. You are aligning yourself with that outcome because you are taking actions that are aligned with a specific outcome. And the more that you do that, the more that you bridge the gap between your current reality and that reality where the outcome does exist and is true for you. There's a bit of psychology at play here when it comes to the law of attraction and the law of assumption in some sense. So y'all already know, okay, or maybe you don't know, but I studied psychology and sociology in undergrad and I am such a huge fan of psychology. I feel like everyone, I know like a lot of people took like a psych 101 class in their undergrad commute or in their undergrad career. And I think it's like really important. I think psychology is totally at play for like everything and anything in our world because hello it's the science of how your mind works it's the science of why you do the things you do why you say the things you say right so it's really really interesting stuff but as I was kind of like looking at all this stuff one particular cognitive bias kept coming to mind about how these particular theories were essentially working so if we look at something like confirmation bias which is the tendency to process information by looking for or interpreting information that is consistent with one's existing beliefs will basically see the role that it plays in our existing realities right and the role that it plays in law of attraction and law of assumption which can be true for us depending on what we believe at the end of the day whatever we believe is true is true something like confirmation bias just shows us that it shows us that if you believe something is true your mind is essentially going to look for proof of that your mind is going to look for proof that whatever you believe is true and it's going to essentially disregard any proof that objects that any proof that rejects the thing that you believe and this has been shown time and time again in multiple studies you can see this you can kind of like find examples for this in your everyday life if you really want to sit down and understand a cognitive bias like confirmation bias but essentially when it comes to the collective truth we all like basically buy into certain beliefs collectively and this helps to craft the general reality the general idea of truth and lie of good and bad of right and wrong of black and white in our world so there are certain things that we all believe for example we can look at the ocean and all agree that in some parts of the world it is blue we can look at something and, and all agree that it's tall we can look at someone who's committed a crime and all for the most part say this person is not a good person because they've done a certain thing there are certain collective truths that we all subscribe to and that we all believe in but yet there are also the specific beliefs that we all have right and these specific beliefs are what actually help to shape our unique viewpoint of the world it 
it helps to shape our unique reality. So even though we are all living in this collective reality where we're all, you know, experiencing water is wet and deserts is being dry and cookies is being sweet, we all are also experiencing very unique realities in which we are seeing the world through specific lenses based on what we've experienced in the past, based on what we believe, based on what we agree to be truth in our own minds. If you believe that negative emotions will lead to negative outcomes in your life, you will find proof of that. If you believe that positive emotions, positive affirmations, positive whatever it is, lead to positive outcomes in your life, you will believe that and your mind will find proof of that and your mind will disregard anything that does not prove that or that objects the the basic belief that you have. What I'm trying to say is that believe that what you're calling in will happen to you, believe it is already yours and you will see proof of that. What matters to me is not and to you should not be the law of attraction versus the law of assumption but it should really be looking at the core of what we believe because that's essentially what's going to matter. So I'm going to conclude this episode because I kind of touched on it in that last sentence that I made. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm getting ahead of myself. I wanted to include this in like the quote unquote conclusion. Basically, I wanted to answer the question of which one is better, the law of attraction or the law of assumption. Now, I think I like kind of want to say for me personally, the law of assumption is kind of more so in line with what I do in order to manifest what I do in order to co-create in my specific reality. So I just have a very strong viewpoint of law of attraction and I have a very strong view on why I think it's problematic in its own ways, shape and form. So in terms of the two, I'm definitely leaning more towards the law of assumption. But like I say, at the end of the day, it really just matters what you believe. I personally assume things will work out, that rejections are me being diverted back to my path, that I will manifest everything I want. I've started to naturally see the world in this way, even before I knew what the law of assumption was even before I had a label for the law of assumption I just kind of always naturally started to assume that things were working out for me I would assume that if something didn't work out well it's because something better is coming if this thing didn't happen well it's because something else is coming on its way um you know if I spend I'm assuming my money's coming back to me tenfold I'm gonna get more money like just certain things I've started to naturally assume in my life and this has helped me manifest really really effectively And that's why, again, like if we're talking about law of attraction versus law of assumption, I'm going to naturally kind of sit with the law of assumption for this one. But I will also say that, you know, that is my confirmation bias at play as well. I believe what I believe. And because I believe what I believe, I continue to see proof of what I believe in my life. I continue to see positive reinforcement that reinforce the belief that I have and make it even a stronger belief. You know what? I'm not here to convince you that the law of attraction is wrong or that the law of assumption is right that essentially wasn't my whole point to go into this episode what I am here to convince you of and what I did want this episode to show especially towards the later end as we uh, dove into the psychology a little bit I just wanted to remind you that whatever you believe is going to shape your unique 
perspective, your unique reality, your unique experience. So choose what you believe in wisely. Choose the things that you want to subscribe to wisely. There's just a lot of noise, a lot of things that we'll hear, a lot of different beliefs that we can all choose to subscribe to. But at the end of the day, we all have the power to choose what we believe in. You don't have to believe in God. You don't have to believe in the universe being this higher power. You don't even have to believe in a higher power. You can simply believe that by being a good person, you will continue to attract good things in your life. All you have to do is just believe in something and your mind will basically show you proof of what you believe in. And if you truly, truly believe in it um, and you continue to see the proof of what you believe in, it essentially reinforces that belief makes it even stronger and you will see even more proof of that. That's why, you know, when people talk about like become, or even when I talk about becoming like a strong and powerful manifester, it's because over time I've seen multiple different scenarios where my belief in, you know, for lack of a better label, this law of assumption or my belief that certain things always work out for me has been reinforced to the point now where I just truly am living in a space of like, again, if something doesn't work out for me, it's not meant for me. Something better is coming. If something does work out for me great I love it like I'm that's amazing choose what you believe in wisely choose the places you want to place your mental energy your mental um what is the word I'm looking for like just basically choose wisely okay you guys because we only have so much capacity to believe in things and essentially if you want to create a better reality for yourself you if you want to manifest certain things in your life then you basically have to choose the beliefs that align with that specific reality if that makes sense and oftentimes the overarching belief is that you simply have to remember that it is yours it is on its way it is already yours actually and it is on its way and that's it like that's literally the overarching belief that you can choose to have and to hold in order to help you manifest more efficiently so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode Um, I feel like I had like a couple bumps in the road on my recording end because this was a little bit different for me I had more notes than usual Um, not too many but I did have some notes especially regarding the specific years that things happen let me know if you like this kind of episode because I do have a couple more like this plan where I plan to break down the history of certain things and kind of wrap it up into this nice little neat bow of how we are experiencing our realities and how we can basically create a better life for ourselves if you like this one let me know if you weren't a fan also let me know I take feedback either way okay but I want to thank you so much for tuning in into this episode now I am going to go take a little break before I edit this one and then get back to work but I appreciate you guys so much for being here for listening for tuning in I truly truly appreciate it and honestly you guys it has been amazing watching this podcast grow and kind of like being you know amidst all of the the growth and all the things happening oftentimes it feels very surreal like I literally I don't know get comments or dms or see the podcast on top charts and I feel like I'm just like in a dream like it feels really weird sometimes I know that's definitely disassociation and I think some of it stems from the fact that uh maybe subconsciously I truly on some levels don't believe I am deserving of it so that is something that I personally am working through to feel deserving of the things that I work hard towards especially because I do work very hard towards them and I know on the conscious level I am deserving of them so it's definitely working on some of those subconscious limiting beliefs that are really kind of telling me that I don't deserve to be creating the life that I am creating for myself so I'm working through that each and every single day of course taking you guys along the journey with me but I do want to thank you 
guys for sticking around, for always listening, for commenting, for engaging with my posts, for sharing the podcast with other people. Like it honestly means so much. Like I feel like I just, I don't know. Every time I say it, I'm like, I wish the words could like, uh, like tell you guys more like you know what I mean but y'all can feel the energy okay y'all can feel the energy okay that's all that's all periods I don't gotta say no more okay y'all know what it is but thank you again for listening my loves I will chat with you in the very next episode have an amazing week and yeah my loves bye <laughs>